Support for SoundWriter and the SoundWriter Show is made possible by... The Rally in the Gorge. Are you ready to go beyond the main roads? Since 2003, the Rally in the Gorge has introduced riders intimately to the awesome secondary and tertiary roads in the Columbia River Gorge National Scenic Area. With programs for dual sport, adventure, sport touring, and sport bike enthusiasts, this is the rally you'll want to return to again and again. For more information, visit soundrider.com rally. This is Jose Mateu with Skagit Power Sports. Welcome to the Soundrider Show. And now live from the Crow's Nest Studio in beautiful downtown Broadview, Washington, join us for the latest episode of the Sound Rider Show, a candid hour featuring the people, places, and things that make up the fabric of one of the top motorcycle riding destinations in the world. And now, here are your hosts, Tom Marin and whoever else happens to drop by today. Greetings, riders from all over the Pacific Northwest, Western Canada, all over the United States, and all over the rest of the world. Thanks for tuning in to the Soundrider Motorcycle Show, where we talk about motorcycling in the Pacific Northwest and beyond. It's a short show this month, as I'm the only one here at the Crow's Nest Studio today. Everyone else uh, is out enjoying the summer riding weather or recovering from heat stroke. And on today's show, we'll cover a few ways you can avoid heat stroke. But first, let's dive into the news bite segment. The big news this month is the reopening of the Ducati Redmond location, which closed abruptly in late summer of 2019 when all the Howard Crow-owned shops in the Puget Sound locked their doors. Several have been reopened, including the old Hinshaw store and Indian dealership in Auburn. I recently caught wind that the Ducati Redmond location was going to reopen, so I made the trip over to find out more. It has new owners, an all-new staff, and is ready for new beginnings. The new owners are two local entrepreneurs and moto enthusiasts, Steve Holderman and Ken Smith. And yes, both had been former customers of Ducati Redmond. The general manager is Steve Batista, who has worked at dealerships in both San Diego and Tucson. And the new sales manager at the front line is David Taylor. Upon my arrival, the team was just unloading their first shipment of Ducatis and excited about opening the boxes, assembling them, and getting them onto the showroom floor. The dealership is expected to open by the time this show airs. Speaking of Ducati, Jay Leno recently did an interview and test ride with Ducati North America's president about the newest Multistrada V4. You heard that right. There is a V4 adventure bike on the market weighing in at under 600 pounds. You can find the video on Jay Leno's Garage YouTube channel. In other news, there's been a price drop on Garmin's latest Zumo, the XT model. We purchased one and had it out in the field, checking out its performance last weekend. We'll be taking it back out again shortly. It's got the brightest screen we've seen on any Garmin to date. The firmware takes a little getting used to, but if you use Garmin Zumo products over the years, you won't find it hard to get up to speed with this one. Look for a full review in an upcoming issue of Soundwriter. 
Harley-Davidson news. Harley-Davidson will introduce a new bike this month following the heritage of the Sportster line. The bike will be powered by the new Revolution motor, similar to the one that made its debut earlier this year in Pan America. More details will be made available July 13th. Look for videos on social media about that one. Our condolences go out to the family of Alex Harville, a stunt rider who recently died while practicing for a 351-foot jump at the Grant County International Airport in Moses Lake. He previously held a world record in the Guinness Book for 340 feet, which he made down at Horn Rapids. He is survived by his wife Jessica and sons Willis Four and Watson, who was just born in May. The calendar's lit up, and here's a few highlights. Remember, you can stay in touch with all the important area events when you go to soundwriter.com and click on the calendar link. We see no less than a half dozen track days going on this month in the Pacific Northwest. Point your browser to the calendar for all the details, because I'm not going to cover every one of them right here. The Cafe to Cafe Grand Tour continues from now through September. When you register, you'll receive a list of 15 cafes scattered around the Pacific Northwest. Simply ride your motorcycle to each one, grab a photo of you and your bike while there, and enjoy the suggested twisties we call out on the location sheet. On July 10th, Second Sundays at the Western Auto and Aircraft Museum have returned to the Hood River location. And as well, you'll probably find plenty of rare motorcycles while you're there. Great museum. We love it. Uh, on July 16th through the 18th, Horizons Unlimited was, is bringing back the Mountain Madness event in Princeton, British Columbia. If you're Canadian, this is pretty easily doable. But if you're a U.S. citizen, Canadian travel restrictions will apply, so plan accordingly. On July 31st, the Burn Children's Recovery Foundation Poker Run will commence in Snohomish at the Buzz Inn located at the local area airport. It's put on by the men of Fire MC, Motorcycle Club, and raises badly needed funds. Coming up in August is the annual Rally in the Gorge held in Hood River, Oregon. Five days, four nights, and too much fun. Be sure to listen to the last Soundwriter show where Connie and I covered some of the highlights of this year's event. And you can get all the information just by going to soundwriter.com and clicking on the rally link. We're going to take a short break. And when the show returns, I'll be discussing things you can do to beat the heat while riding, as well as a Pacific Northwest motorcycle destination that's the perfect hub for a multi-day trip. We'll be right back. Support for the Soundwriter Show is provided in part by Cycle Barn of Smoky Point, your destination location for all things Honda, Yamaha, Kawasaki, and KTM. Featuring a large showroom and fully staffed service area, the Smoky Point Cycle Barn is the place to come and compare all the latest models, have your bike serviced, and shop for aftermarket apparel and parts. Visit them online at cyclebarn.com. 
Hi, I'm Brian McMorrin from Peachland, British Columbia, Canada, and one of my favorite rides is from the Ravina Curse between Moser and the Dalles. Hi guys, this is Bill from Revit. You're listening to the Sound Rider Show. Welcome back to the Soundwriter Show. In this segment, I'm going to start off with a few tips on how to beat the heat on those hot days. Hopefully, you came through the recent heat wave unscathed, and the information I share here may help you in the future or help you assist another rider when you're out on a group ride. Obviously, water is the key element to keeping cool. On the Internet, you'll find plenty of mathematical calculations that will help you determine how much water you should drink every day. For most adults in the 150 to 200 pound range, 64 ounces is a good baseline. Just don't try to drink it all at once. My general rule of thumb is to drink 8 to 12 ounces of fluid just before or right after going to the restroom. Add in what you're consuming during meals and you're well on your way to attaining that goal of 64 ounces. Keep in mind that every time you pee, you are rinsing your body of precious electrolytes, which must be replaced. Electrolytes help your body's brain and nerve function properly and are essential to organ performance. If you wash them away, you need to replace them with foods and beverages that contain electrolytes or using an electrolyte supplement in your beverage canister. Water is also essential to keeping your body cool. The way that works is when the temps go up, your body wants to sweat. If you ride your motorcycle wearing nothing more than a short sleeve t-shirt, the water you sweat will immediately wick away. And water is essential to transferring heat out of your body. So if you don't have any water on your skin, you're not going to be able to transfer that heat out. When you sweat, the goal is to get a layer of water on your skin and have it stay there. You can draw the heat away and maintain the water on your skin by wearing a jacket and opening the vents, allowing for a mild form of evaporative cooling as you ride. If you wear a mesh jacket and the outside temperature goes over 90 plus degrees, you're setting yourself up for a heat stroke. That's because mess jackets allow too much air to circulate, stealing that precious layer of water you need to release the heat from your body. Without water on your skin during a hot ride, your bodily temperature will rise above 98 degrees and could cause your organs a loss in function. Additional support can be provided by soaking down a thick t-shirt and recharging it with new water every 30 to 60 minutes. For longer support time, consider investing in an evaporative cooling vest, sometimes referred to as a wet vest. In our store, we sell evaporative cooling vest. I was recently in contact with our vendor who advised me inventory is currently spotty. So, while we have most sizes and colors in stock, 
If you order one, I may call you to see if we can't substitute a different color or a different model at this time. You'll also find electrolyte substitutes in our online store at soundwriter.com. Now let's move on to this month's featured destination location. The town is McMinnville, located in Oregon. Our parent company currently produces two online magazines, Soundwriter, as well as an online magazine called Seattle Dining. My partner in crime, Connie Adams, does a wonderful job of sharing lots of information about dining in and around Seattle in the Seattle Dining publication. We often take culinary trips just to seek out eateries. My passion for riding means I'm also looking for some of the best roads in the area. Now, on the Soundrider side, since 2009, we've produced the road trip tours, which provide riders with a five-day itinerary somewhere in the Pacific Northwest. It changes every year. These itineraries utilize secondary and tertiary roads to move riders from one place to the next each day. Soon we'll begin producing a series of culinary tours for the dining crowd, and incorporate the same kind of sightseeing fun we've done for riders over the last 12 years. So in putting together a hit list of locations, it occurred to me one such such destination is McMinnville, Oregon, not just for food enthusiasts, but for motorcyclists as well. The location is a great hub for making day trips from, meaning you can leave and return to the same accommodations each day rather than having to pack up every day and move to a different town. And in terms of accommodations, McMinnville has multiple options ranging from low to mid-priced hotels, nice hotels, and plenty of bed and breakfast in the area. A favorite of mine is to stay right in downtown at the Hotel Oregon. The location is walking distance to a number of good restaurants. The price is right and the parking is free. As I mentioned, there are a number of destination locations just a loop ride away. You could head out north and enjoy a day around Forest Grove. You could go northwest and visit the town of Tillamook. You could do a loop ride out to the coast and back. Or you could explore the fine roads along the Kings Highway and the Applegate Trail. If you wanted a day off the bike, you could tour McMinnville itself. Of all these base hubs in Oregon, I think McMinnville is by far one of the best choice for eateries. In downtown, there's Nick's Italian Cafe if you want to do something romantic, La Rambla, special Mediterranean, Spanish Mediterranean restaurant. That'll tantalize your taste buds. And the Crescent Cafe makes a nice way to start your day. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. If you start doing some of these loop routes... You might head out to Tillamook and check out the Blue Heron, or you can also dine at the Cheese Factory itself. Uh, Up in uh, nearby Hillsboro, there is a lovely little Japanese restaurant called Sion Izakaya. And if you want to head out to the beach, you could have lunch on the water at Moe's in Lincoln City, and then hit one of my favorite roads, the Sillitz Highway. Speaking of 
my favorite roads. There are endless twisties, and some of the roads to enjoy off the beaten path include Highway 22 up to Hebo, as I mentioned, the Sillitz River Road, the Kings Valley Highway, and what I call the roller coaster, made up of County Road 7 and 407 between Beaver and Willamina. If you're an aviation nut, you've come to the right place. There's a dynamite air museum right in McMinnville. And there's also one up in Tillamook if you take a little loop ride up there. We've got several tour books featuring the area available in our online store, and we look forward to putting together the Culinary Road Trip Tour book later this year. That's our show this month. We want you to ride safe, ride well, and ride often. See you back here in August. Support for the Soundwriters Show is provided in part by Valentine Motorworks, Seattle's independent service shop specializing in BMW motorcycles and beyond. Call or visit them to discuss your next service or restoration project soon. Find them online at valentinemotorworks.com. The Soundwriters Show was made possible by today's sponsors and the patience of everyone else involved, which is not to say we're doctors. Reproduction of this program in part or in whole is not legal without the express written consent of the podcast owner. But please be sure to share the link with all your Facebook friends. This program is a production of Mixed Media. The content and views of today's guests do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any major media conglomerate anywhere else in the world, including CBS, NBC, ABC, MotoGP, the BBC, PBS, NPR, the Discovery Network, or the Cartoon Channel. See you next time on the Sound Rider Show.